All right, welcome back. Yes, it is a dream come true, a dream matchup. The young stud, future Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes against the GOAT, Tom Brady. And the man that has covered all 10 Super Bowls of Tom Brady will be there again. And here in our midst in Tampa, he is the great Sal Palatonio from ESPN, and he joins us now. What's up, Sal Pal? How are you? Part of your thought out from Lambeau? Oh, man. Uh, it was pretty cold, and it was a long day, <laughs> but that's what you expect if you're going to be in the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. It was a, it was an absolutely riveting football game. Oh. It's uh, much better than we deserved, considering all the the pandemic protocols that have been placed. But I'll tell you, the, all credit goes to these players uh, all over the National Football League, and these coaches, and the staffs, and the medical teams, and the athletic trainers to make sure that these players mm-hmm. are ready. No, no, no positive tests. No positive tests in the last week in the NFL. That is unbelievable. That's fantastic. And, you know, the, the players have done such a good job here. And, and he really he got a tip of cap to uh, Bruce Arians because he's kind of been the, the mask police for the Buccaneers. I mean, obviously, given his, his uh, uh, health issues over the years, I mean, he had to be really, really careful. And, and may I say courageous in coaching this year. And he's done a heck of a job. And, and the Bucks have not had a whole lot of issues with it. And I hope to, <laughs> they'll be home with their families all during Super Bowl week. Let's hope uh, little Johnny doesn't come home with uh, with something <laughs> that one of these players catches because we don't want to see that for the Super Bowl, right? We, no, we don't want to see. No, that. it's kind of a double edged sword. Yeah, for the home team, right? Yeah, yeah, they get to stay in their own beds. They get to sleep in their own beds. They get to do their normal routine, nothing out of the ordinary, as Bruce Arians said. But they're also at home. And the game is in Tampa, so they really have to, really have to make sure that they guard against people from coming from out of town and invading their COVID pod. That that's the key. No family and friends staying in your house. Don't go to see family and friends out to dinner. Mm-hmm. It's one more week, actually two, starting yes. yesterday. Yeah. It's it's you know it's it's fourteen more days of literally living in this self-imposed bubble. It's not going to be easy because everybody around town is going to be talking about the game, and you have to just think of yourself as a hired gladiator, mm-hmm. uh, and you have just two weeks left to keep yourself healthy and whole. Sal, you let me tap into your experience here. You've seen every Super Bowl that Tom Brady has played in. Um, I think you probably know his inner workings better than anybody in the media business in terms of his leadership value, and what is it about these Super Bowl games um, that he has been been able to be so successful? And in the clutch, the comebacks, the you know the management of the time, it just he just doesn't seem to to wilt under the most enormous of pressure. What can you put it into words? Why he's so good in these moments? I certainly can, having covered all ten of them yeah. and seen the evolution of this uh, of this great athlete. Uh, I remember being in the lobby of the J.W. Marriott in New Orleans when Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady went up to Bill Belichick's suite, and Bill Belichick told Drew Bledsoe that Tom Brady was going to start the game against the Rams. So I've been there literally since the birth of his Super Bowl career in New Orleans. And uh, 
I think the, the, if you want to start with the first thing, let's start with the preparation and practice. Yep. So what will happen, I can tell you, just as covering the Patriots teams, what will happen is this, JP, and this is important for all Bucks fans who are listening to this now. Mm-hmm. Brady will be extremely grateful, and then he will turn on his teammates and just make it super competitive and super intense. And he will really get some intensive practices in prior to the Super Bowl. He will challenge the defense. He will challenge his offensive linemen. He will challenge his fellow offensive skill players in practice. He will really ratchet up the pressure on them. Mm. He will really turn the competition up on them. And he will understand that he has faced Steve Spagnuolo before. And it has not gone well, especially uh, in that Super Bowl. And he'll make people understand that this defense is going to be for real and they are going to come after him. You know, his mm-hmm. one and loss record against Spagnolo is two and three. And the Super mm-hmm. Bowl loss in Super Bowl 42, um, you know, he's thrown four interceptions <clears throat> and been sacked 13 times in five games facing Spagnolo as a defensive coordinator. And that's important, and yeah. he will make that known, and so yeah. will Bruce Arians make that known. He's thrown four interceptions, sacked 13 times. The only playoff game was Super Bowl 42, when the Spagnolo defense of the Giants beat that undefeated Patriots team. I, I did not realize that. That is a, a part of the chess game that we're going to have to pay a lot of attention to. And this, this Bucks offense has evolved, I mean, perfectly they are peaking at the right time with the exception of one thing they're dropping a lot of footballs and they can't do that against a team this good that will not give you a second chance uh we were texting about that earlier and it's kind of weird because a lot of them have come from godwin who i think has the best hands in football man i think that those pins that he had in his his uh, finger may have affected him because it's i've never seen him drop balls like he's doing crazy Hard to say about that. Yeah, it's a it's good speculation. It's certainly something we should ask him about. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bucks have had eleven drops in the twenty twenty playoffs, already the most by any team in a single postseason in the last fifteen years. Wow, Godwin has six of the eleven drops, and he may be feeling a little discomfort, or you know, it might be difficult uh, from that broken finger. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of drops for him. He has got great hands. He's a great route, run, route runner. You know, Evans had a drop in the NFC Championship game. Yep. Godwin had a drop. Fournette had Fournette two. Fournette had a drop. Yep. Uh, Fournette had two. Tyler yep. Johnson yep. Uh, had a drop. So uh, there were a lot of drops in that game. There were, there were a lot of drops in that game. It's something that they can't afford they, because it's, it's a different defense that they will face uh, in this game. Um, if you go back and look at at the NFC Championship game. The Packers under Mike Pettin did not blitz mm-hmm. until the second half. They blitzed only 13% of the time in the first half against Tom Brady. 13% is the lowest percentage that any team in these playoffs has blitzed at all. 13% was the lowest. In the second half, Mike Pettin made an adjustment went up to 29% blitz, forced Brady to throw three second-half picks. I contend 
that if Pettin had blitzed Brady in the first half mm-hmm. like he did in the second half, the Packers would have had a real serious chance of winning the football game. There's, there's no question about that. Now, you look at Spagnolo against the Bills. He blitzed 40% of the time. Mm. Now, the Bucks are the Kings. They blitz 45% right. of the time against Aaron Rodgers because, you know, Todd, what Bull, Todd Bowles would blitz. But he, he'd blitz his own family. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, he's, the, the, the dude wants to blitz. And, you know, here's the most amazing thing. And, I, you know, the most amazing thing is Todd Bowles, that unbelievable mastermind of defense, beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in the NFC Championship game, the number one seed in the NFC, without his starting two safeties. Yeah. Without Winfield, without Whitehead. Whitehead goes out of the game. I mean, everybody who knows a Todd Bowles defense knows that it's safety-driven. He wants to break down the protection but protect the house. Yep. So, uh, and that's what your safeties are designed to do in this defense, protect the house while you're breaking down the protection with blitzes. So he doesn't have his starting safeties. And he holds Aaron Rodgers to six points off three turnovers by Tom Brady. I mean, to me... That coaching job that Todd Bowles did in that NFC Championship game was one of the best I've ever seen in any postseason game, ever. I, I I totally agree, and and it's going to be so key in this in this Super Bowl as well because you know obviously in the last matchup they tried to put Carlton Davis on uh, Tyreek Hill in the first uh, quarter and no safety help over the top, and he, all he did is go for 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. That's not going to happen again, and Winfield's going to be back, and that's going to be huge for the Buccaneers. I, we don't know about Whitehead yet, but Winfield back is going to be going to be huge for them. Do you think that's the biggest – well, let me just ask you, what do you think is the biggest matchup in this game that's going to determine it? What, what segment against well, what segment? Well, let's, let's talk about Carlton Davis III against Tyreek Hill. I know that in practice – and in the meeting rooms before the game against Kansas City, Todd Bowles was telling Carlton Davis III, make sure you play outside leverage so that you force Tyreek Hill to the middle of the field where you'll have help. Mm-hmm. Hill did such a good, good job of getting outside leverage right off the bat off Davis, leaving Davis one-on-one you know, and the sideline being the other defender. Mahomes is so good, so accurate, so quick with the release. Hill's got such speed and, and r- runs the route so well and has such great hands that you can't do that. If it's you and the sideline, you lose. Mm-hmm. If it's you and your safety help on the inside, you have a chance to a chance. win. Yeah. So I agree 100%. So what you're going to see in practice all week is the scout offense is going to challenge Carlton Davis to play inside leverage on the outside receiver, on the wide receiver on the right side, to make sure that he doesn't get beat deep and there is safety help available. Because if Hill's got the outside, it's over. Oh, and everybody comes into a game saying we got to stop Hill and we got to cover Travis Kelsey, and nobody seems to be able to do it. And my my question is this, Sal, with three offensive linemen down for the Chiefs, two tackles down, Vita Vea back, mm-hmm. the Bucks able to get pressure mm-hmm. with four, but you know, as you mentioned, he's mm-hmm. still going to blitz. To me, 
I don't think the Chiefs will be able to run the ball against this Bucks defense, not down three offensive linemen. And I don't know how well they're going to be able to, to protect Patrick Mahomes against this ferocious uh, pass rush. I, I, I just see this as a, as a pretty damn good matchup for the Buccaneers with all those offensive linemen down. And if Andy Reid has to somehow bring a tight end or have a back here and there, that kind of messes up what he likes to do with all his five eligibles and all the misdirection going on. So seems to me that Andy Reid right now is probably sitting in the lab trying to figure out how he's going to protect Patrick Mahomes against this pass rush. I would agree with you 100%. Go back to the Super Bowl last year. Go back to all three playoff team games that the Chiefs were involved in last year. Uh, it took four quarters for Patrick Mahomes to finally do some magic and figure things out. Yep. And that's the thing, is the, there'll, there'll be matchups that will favor the Bucks. There'll be circumstances that will favor the Bucks. The question is, do the Bucks have enough discipline in quarter number four, late in third quarter and in quarter number four after that long halftime to sustain the proper defense against this Chiefs' multiple offense. That's going to be the game right there, I'm telling you. Now, we, you and I will yep. break down the game yep. next week. I'll be in Tampa, yep. and uh, next Thursday I'll be on your show at 5 o'clock. I'll have been with the Bucks all week. Yep. And uh, I will be in the ESPN compound in St. Petersburg, and then I'll go to one buck. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll really break down the game. But I, I agree with you that on paper right now, the way things look, it's going to be up to Reed and Mahomes to figure out a way late in the third and in the fourth quarter to, to really do some damage against this defense. Mm-hmm. If, the Bucks, if the Bucks have to come back, in the fourth quarter, they lose the game. There's not going to be a comeback. Because it's not going to happen. Can't get the ball away from Spagnolo is just yeah. going to no, no because no 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 because Spagnolo. Well, yes, that's one. Yeah. Because you can't get the ball away from Mahomes. Because by that time you're just you're just dead tired. Yeah. But also because Spagnolo is just going to he is not going to stop. He's not going to make the mistakes that Mike Pettin did. Yeah. He's just not. He's not going to stop blitzing. He's not going to stop coming after Brady. If they get a taste of the victory, um, they're they're just going to bite off more than you know more than Brady can handle. All right, so so you guys are the compound is in St. Petersburg, the ESPN. Is that where you're? Yeah, we're out in St. Petersburg um, on the beach down there. Looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, looking forward to just coming into town and. Um, Wait. and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you on Saturday. I'm looking forward to getting together with the guys. I haven't been down in Tampa all year. Gonna, gonna, uh, gonna get a little sunshine after the freezing temperatures up in yeah. Green Bay. Looking forward. I mean, to me, to me, JP, listen, you know, this is my 28th Super Bowl, 26 with Ooh. ESPN, right? Yeah. This is the best Super Bowl I've, matchup I've ever seen. It's it's going to be for so many great storylines. And by the way, you already have an uh, an invite to uh, my friend's Italian restaurant, uh, Cafe Paradiso. My good friend Paolo Tini. You might actually recognize the food because he says you go to his dad's restaurant, Cesar, at the beach. Uh, oh my God, <laughs> Caesars at the beach? Are Caesars. you kidding me? Caesars, at yeah, Clearwater. No, this is in Tampa. You t- you t- I'm going to yeah. say this right on the air right now, okay? Yeah. So 
my wife and I eat like at five restaurants around the country. Right. One of them here in Jersey, two of them here in Jersey. Okay. Uh, another one in New York. Number four, number one on the list in the state of Florida is Caesars on the Beach. Yep. That's the one. So what we do is we stay at the Sand Pearl mm-hmm. and we walk down there. Yeah. And I always get the uh, I always get um, uh, the spaghetti with the meat sauce. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got the greatest bread south of Philadelphia. That guy's got great bread. It's a fantastic place. Well, Service is great. It's super good. We see the Phillies in there all the time. It's the place to be. I don't know. Is it open? Are they because they have yeah. outdoor seating there? I'm oh yeah, it's, it's open. open. Yeah, everything's open here, partner. We're, this is Florida, baby. This is a wild, wild west. Everything's open. We're doing great here. And his son, <laughs> well, his listen, son Apollo. Hey, listen, I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, after tennis, we'll go to Cafe Paradiso in Tampa, and you'll you'll you'll. It's the same stuff. You'll love it. The best Italian food you've ever had. So. It's all there for you, partner. Right. We'll see you then, partner. Okay, brother. All right. Great stuff, right. pal. Thanks for having me on the show, JP. Hey, anytime, okay. man. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. The fans love it here. They love it. Huge favorite. The great Sal Palantonio. Um, we're going to eat good next week. We're going to party. We got some parties lined up. The Super Celebrity Shootout. That's which is going to be Godwin. that's not featuring Chris Godwin Saturday night, <laughs> but it will it will benefit his great charity there for uh, Animal Rescue, which is awesome, and David Ortiz's great charity, which is to help um, young kids in third world countries get life saving heart surgeries. Yeah. So that is uh, that's, that's going to be great. So it's supercelebrityshootout.com. Go get your tickets right now. It's going to be the best party. It's Saturday night before the Super Bowl. Top golf is going to be rented out ten or sorry nine o'clock to twelve o'clock. You can golf with your friends. We still have some bays available, or you can golf with a celebrity if you want to. It's going to be unlimited food, beverages. Uh, just it's going to be the best party of the entire week. Socially distanced outside at Top Golf. So there you go. Um, go to super supercelebrityshootout.com. Get your tickets now. It's going to sell out fast. So yeah, and, I figure Chris Godwin's helping us out. We should help him out as well. Absolutely, and a great charity, great charity, Animal Rescue. All right, uh, quick break. We're going to come back and uh, talk a little lightning. Or if you want to jump in here and talk some bucks or some rays on the developments today, seven two seven five one eight zero eight twenty is the number. Coming up a little bit later, a snippet of our incredible interview we had yesterday with James Brown from CBS Sports. Stay with us.